Hi, I'm Brittany, and welcome to episode two of the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. In this episode, we have an interview with Keith Murray of We Are Scientists. On today's episode, we have the lead vocalist and guitarist of We Are Scientists, Keith Murray. I chat with him as they prep for a new album due out in October. Hi. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I don't know how long that we have, but um, I guess let's get started. All right. Okay. Um, uh, I like to talk about your background and how you got started with your band. Okay. Um, well, we uh. My bandmate Chris and I met in college, essentially. We were, we were best friends in college and, and we're sort of always just hanging out with one another uh, under under ordinary circumstances. He didn't really play uh, a musical instrument at that point. So our friendship was not uh, based in music at all. Uh, when we graduated from college, we moved up to, we, we went to school in Los Angeles and when we graduated, we moved to San Francisco and moved into a house with another friend who also played music. And the three of us just started playing music after work in our basement. So uh, our band essentially started as a as a way to defeat boredom after work when we graduated from college. So um, you guys started in 2000, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's um that's quite a that's quite a while for the uh music industry. It's a it's it a, is. It's a it is um uh when you first when you first started um uh did you ever think that you'd actually go past maybe one album or two albums even? Uh not really. I mean we uh you know like I said, the, the the sort of the basis of the band wasn't even really, uh, you know, focused on the professional aspects of it. So I think we, you know, we would be excited just to play a house mm-hmm. party to our friends. So we never, you know, our, our expectations of our professional career sort of just grew every time the grant, the band grew a little bit. So we would... You know, once we started playing house parties and started playing clubs, we'd be like, ooh, it would be cool to play this next bigger club. Or it would be cool, you know, we've recorded some demos. It would be cool to record an album. And then once we recorded an album, we thought it would be cool to, you know, be signed to a label. Um, So it's all just sort of, uh, you know, slowly inflating expectations, I guess. Yeah, it was just kind of, oh, this this thing was happening and another milestone was happening. It was just kind of going going from there that's that's um well what since since you've been in the uh music business for for a bit now what kind of advice would you give to other young bands that are just kind of starting out right now or artists other artists yeah um i mean i guess i guess you know apart from just very pragmatic things like you know just writing as many songs as possible and becoming, uh, you know, a 
stronger and stronger band or, you know, I, you know, even live performance isn't, doesn't seem like it's as important a uh, part of, you know, getting a foothold in the industry anymore, but like learning to record yourself um, all seems pretty basic, but I think a, a sort of less intuitive aspect of uh, the industry, I think it's just uh, sort of, you know, net networking sounds like a gross and like professional way of approaching it. But I, by that, I do just mean, you know, sort of going out and meeting other people who play music or other people who write music, um, not even necessarily people who work in the industry, but just other people who are doing what the you're sport doing. things that you like to do and like, yeah. and, you know, who are maybe one step ahead of you, mm-hmm. it, you know, so that if you, if you want to, you know, play a show, but you don't really know how to make that happen, there will be people that can say, oh, well, let me show you how I got this show or stuff like that. So I think, I think just happen, making friends with uh, everyone you can, apart from just being a good life skill in general, uh, is, is very helpful in the music industry. Um, I don't remember who I was, um, I think it was a tweet that I uh, um, read online where a, a person, I think she had, uh, she works for um, a, a record label. She had mm-hmm. put it in this way, said, because she said also networking just sounded very um, sterile. And she had put it as yeah. just making, uh, building relationships and making friends with the people that are doing what you're you want to do but are just a little bit further ahead of you so you'd put it like that yeah absolutely Um, absolutely yeah well um what does uh music and the uh, craft of songwriting mean to you i mean it's you know it's funny because it's it's sort of evolved over time uh you know when i was before we were doing this professionally uh, you know, I've always sort of been very into a lot of different art forms. I, I initially thought I was going to get into filmmaking when I was in school. And Chris and I sort of became friends through comedy and, and re- like literature. Was, it was something that we sort of bonded over. So I always just sort of thought of music like that. Like it, it was very... Uh, like exciting and something that I would sort of disappear into. Uh, you know, the more you do it as a as a career, the more uh, it becomes hard to uh, like sort of be involved in it without thinking about these external parameters. But also, uh, it sort of becomes hard to um, like forget everything that you have learned about it and just be excited about it you know it's it's hard i I think sort of as with anything uh the more you learn about it the less uh the less mystery it involves a nice thing about songwriting is that at at least i haven't really cracked a uh a code for it there there is still always a little bit of magic every time you write a song and every time you uh are about to start working on songwriting there's, you know, you, you never really know whether it will work out that time mm-hmm. or what will come of it. Or even if you have a seed of an idea, part of the fun of, of music is that you don't, you never should know exactly where it's going. 
there should always be that spark to it. So I think I think that's the thing that keeps music interesting, even when uh, you know it can be surrounded with you know the the stress of just thinking, oh man, I need to write some songs, if only because that's my job, you know. Uh, so there, it, it's nice that there there still is always uh, an aspect of like the magical to it. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good answer and very honest answer as well. Um, I guess my next question would be, um, how is your pro- I guess how has your process changed over the years, and especially in regards to your uh, upcoming album that's coming out in October, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's called Huffy. And how did you, why did you choose that title? Uh, excuse me. Why did you choose that title? Um, we, we cho- I mean, there, there, were, there were a couple of reasons we chose it. To, to be honest, a, a lot of times when we choose our titles, uh, we, we mainly choose them because they're sort of like they're fun. To, to, <laughs> to say that they're fun to say, is maybe reducing it a little too much, but it's it just seemed like a good a good word for us to have to say over and over. And when you say it, it sort of evokes, uh, you know, not even necessarily the emotion that the word Huffy describes, but it sort of creates a physicality when you're saying it. Um, and it's also a sort of silly word, like it's a funny combination of describing a very stern and serious emotion, but in a sort of light and fun way. Um, and I think that's sort of how we always approach, you know, especially because we play rock music, which can all, often be like a very serious and like, uh, you know, it should be more fun than it often is. Mm-hmm. I think it was a fun way for us to describe this album, which is a little more rock than I think our last couple of albums have been. We've sort of been playing a lot more with um, electronic and pop aspects recently. This one's a little more rock than our last ones have been. There's still some pop aspects to it, but we just thought it was fun to call it Huffy. <laughs> yeah. A little self, a little self-deprecating to, to say that this album is Huffy. Um, I guess my my next question would be, um, who are some of your favorite songwriters? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, I really like, uh, sort of recently, I really like, do you know the band Wolf Alice? Yes, yes, yes. I really like, I I love their music and I love, uh, I feel like they write very differently than I do. They they seem to write very atmospherically, um, whereas I tend to be very focused on, on like hooks and energy. They're, I'm, I'm always envious of the fact that they seem very comfortable laying back and letting something be a little more ephemeral and, and just like go with the vibe. And their vibe is always very cool. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs. I mean, historically, uh, you know, the bands that like sort of got me started writing music were bands like Weezer um, or Pavement um, or kind of like pop people like Cindy Lauper, um, stuff like that. I'm, I'm always a big sucker for just like big pop hooks. Um, and, and speaking of uh, big pop hooks, 
Um, I guess what's what what is your pick for um song of the summer for this uh for this year? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh I don't know. I'm trying to like I I kind of always forget how long songs have been out. There's a new song by Caroline Polachek. Oh, uh Bunny Bunny Are you talking about the rioter? Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess my next question would be: I I would like to talk about your uh your new single, uh, "Contact High," your latest single, and then um the music video for it. All right. Um. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a song that uh. We, we wrote because we thought it would be fun to play live. And then when we started playing it for people, it, people just had a, a pretty strong reaction to it. I think, we, I think more than we were anticipating, um, which is always cool because then it, it like forces me to start thinking about the song differently. Like I was always just thinking of it as like a good addition to our live set. Um, but now, but then like once I started listening to it as a single, I was like, oh yeah, that is that like it's it's always kind of nice when I, it's not by design that a song <laughs> is like is a single of ours, you know, like the often when you're trying to write like a big pop single, for me at least, it doesn't necessarily work out that way. You can sort of see the the craft behind it, like trying to make it a pop song. Um, the video is essentially just an excuse for Chris and I to get on jet skis in Miami. That was the main, that was the main idea behind it. If you haven't been on a jet ski, I highly recommend it. Um, my next question is, um, what has been one of the most rewarding experiences that you've had as a musician? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think, you know, sort of one, uh, you know, apart from, you know, playing shows where people actually show up to your shows and sing along and clap and stuff, that's always, that's, that still is like a, an incredibly rewarding experience, but sort of like the weird moments where, uh, you know, you kind of step back and actually in the moment think, wow this is this is pretty strange are the are the moments where uh you know we've met people and songwriters that really influenced me when i was a kid and then like to meet them later on in a professional capacity is always weird like going on tour with rem like it's you know at the time we were like yeah of course we'll go on tour with rem we love rem uh but then when you step back and think about that, that's really crazy. Like mm-hmm. I was a little kid listening to REM uh, and just to like uh, incredibly well. So things like that, like meeting, just just meet, kind of meeting your heroes is always a good way of making you like say, oh, this is, I'm doing something worthwhile, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Or notable um, at least. Yeah. Um, I guess my 
my, my next question is, uh, what's your kind of like favorite? Since you mentioned a '90s band and an '80s, but '90s, or, um, what's your favorite '90s tune or jam? Ooh, um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I I hate always like. I think I think Weezer is sort of the band that stuck with me the most out of the '90s, and so I feel like I talk too much about. Like I feel like I, I, I don't think Weezer is that big a sound in our music. So it's funny that I was talking about them, but stuff like Buddy Holly is a pretty big yeah. I jam. love that song. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Uh, hmm. I don't. I might have to just go with Buddy Holly. Yeah, that, that's a, a, the video, and then the video too is just like so iconic. Yeah. The music video yeah, for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um. I, you mentioned earlier that you wanted to your path. Uh, your path before you were going into music was you wanted to be like a filmmaker, and it was more uh, towards there. Um. Uh, what's some of your favorite films? Oh, um, let's see. I mean, I, I, I really like, uh, like Michelle Gondry. I love, like, I love Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, I think, um, I really like The Long Goodbye by Robert Altman. It's a great film. Um, but I also like really stupid films. I like like basketball is a great film. I like there's a there's a horror movie called Luch, uh, called uh, Zombie Two by Lucio Fulci. That's an Italian, essentially a ripoff of Dawn of the Dead, but it's a really good weird zombie movie. That's a great film. <laughs> Oh, I, I, that one I never heard of because I don't normally go watch zombie movies. But, yeah. Um, I, I just kind of avoid that because I don't know. I just that's I get I get I get scared really easy with certain movies, but I did watch uh, Shaun of the Dead and I liked that. That's a great film. I love yeah. I love Edgar Wright who directed that. Mm-hmm. That one was really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess my next one was. I did read that um, Brian Eno was a big influence on, I guess, some of your early music. Um, what's uh, what's kind of your favorite album of his? Um, I mean, like, well, I I mainly like a lot of his production stuff. Okay. So a lot of a lot of stuff he did with Bowie. Especially yeah. on our first album, I was very, very, very into a lot of like the Berlin era david bowie stuff um and you know sort of then uh like further on he, he's just you know that the way he talks about recording is always very interesting he's he's much more um like we've never worked with him obviously so I, this is all me extrapolating from interviews and stuff but he seems very uh process oriented rather than um you know technically oriented and he he seems to really like the idea of uh accidents 
being a feature of the recording process rather than, you know, mistakes that you've made. Um, so that's always interesting to me. And the more we start producing our own stuff, his his idea of sort of subverting your expectations and like trying to make a point of putting yourself out of your comfort zone and like asking yourself like what what you could be doing differently. And then once you n notice what you could be differently, asking yourself then, oh, well, then why am I not doing that? Um, like getting getting into a routine, not to say like a rut, but like get that, you know, when, when you're doing something that a, a process that you've done dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of times, like writing a song or recording, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of small steps that you can just start to do unthinkingly. Mm -hmm. So it's always fun to try to like put an obstacle in the way, if only to make you aware of every step that you're taking. Is, is a cool seems like a big part of Brian Eno's process um what, what on what album did you start to produce your own uh music did you or did you always do that uh, what album no so we didn't we didn't always do it I mean we've we've it's sort of grown um as we've uh, you know just the longer we've been doing it our our demos have started being more and more elaborate in the last few albums and on our last album, we, um, our friend Max, who used to play keyboards in our band, produced the album. And we brought a lot of our demos in and sort of incorporated them. And then this album uh, that is coming out in October, we just produced entirely on our own. And we're producing the next one as well. Okay. So um, was how daunting was that process? Because... Um... That's a lot. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, we sort of, we sort of did it. We sort of grew into it very slowly. Um, and especially sort of working on those last couple of albums with Max, um, who produced uh, Megaplex, our last album, and Helter Seltzer, the one before that. We were, we were very, uh, at least hands-on in recording that record i think before then the records we had done uh with our our friend ariel who was a very big and very like forceful personality in the studio we sort of and, and especially because on our first records we really had no idea what recording a record even involved so we we would sort of let him captain the ship um on those last few records we would try to learn as much and be involved in every step as much as possible with Max. And so, uh, like I said, our demos these days tend to almost sound like they could be finished products. Um, I th think that, I think the most daunting part of of producing ourselves was saying, okay, well, these were our demos. Now, what do we do? I think the best part of having your producer is to, is for them to look at your demo and say, all right, now, how do we, uh, skew this another way? How do we, how do we make this less predictable or less rote? Um, so I think that is the hardest part of producing yourself is to be able to take a step back from it and say, uh, am I seeing this with fresh ears after having worked on it mm -hmm. for months now? Uh, 
how do, how do I, how do I keep it interesting for someone who isn't as invested in it as I am? Um, and I think Chris, my bandmate is very good at that. He, I think he's much better at I, than I am at saying, uh, this isn't done. I want to make this even weirder. I think he always goes more for complexity and I, I always go more for simplicity. So I think, I think we're good, uh, counterbalances that's awesome um because i i think i was i asked like a, another band for how the how the production part on your own music goes so that would just seem like that would be tough to be like no this doesn't fit or no let's take that out because i would want i i don't know if i could edit myself like that it'd be really really it, tough yeah it does take it does take a lot of discipline um and i i do think that when you're starting out, especially, it's good to have producers, um, especially people that we, we've, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but because we've never really used a producer that wasn't a close friend of ours. So our process with producers has always been very, uh, like, intimate. I, I, I'll bet making a record with someone who didn't have any real emotional stake would also be interesting because they they would be uh probably pretty like hard-nosed about it and very pragmatic about things um that's just not the way we have made our records um so i guess i guess my last few questions would be um a few last. Um, so what was your last moment of gratitude? Mm. Uh, it's a good question. Um, I mean, you know, especially given the past year we've had, uh, we, we had our first band practice in two years wow. last week. Uh, and that, I think that, that qualified, like it felt, it felt very special and weird to be doing something that we have done thousands of times before, but have it feel, uh, like we, we had really, uh, earned it and we were lucky to be there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the room normally band practice is like a chore like you're kind of like oh i don't feel like going to play these songs that we played a thousand times before uh but i was i was very grateful to be playing you know songs that are 20 years old just like in a room with my bandmates yeah and, and also because you're healthy enough to do that and stuff like uh, that absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. uh-huh i've been hearing um a lot of bands say that they're not they're bad. very uh that they're very grateful and lucky and things like that to be able to do that. Um last time you felt nostalgic. Mm. Um I mean, you know, especially because uh we do a lot of interviews like ramping up to an album, we spend a lot of time talking about <laughs> our past. <laughs> so so I, I, I'm especially recently, I'm very nostalgic just talking about, you know, earlier when I was telling you about Chris and I meeting in college, like I'm very, very nostalgic for those days. And like when we first, when, you know, as I was telling you about 
are getting jobs up in San Francisco. I was thinking about when we moved there, before we had our jobs, we were living in this terrible weekly hotel in in like a bad part of San Francisco for maybe a month. And it was just miserable. But now, of course, I'm very nostalgic for that. And like, it was very, it was like a formative experience. Um, but so I guess the last time I was nostalgic was about 20 minutes ago in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess my last one is the last time you danced. Hmm. That is a good question. Well, I, I do a little bit of dancing in our new video that came out today. It's slightly sarcastic dancing, but even as I was doing it, it was still pretty fun to dance. Even, even if you're doing it, you know, snarkily, dancing is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to have a dance party. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only person who had a few dance parties in quarantine. Yeah. I got really into, uh, like putting YouTube concert, like full concerts of different bands up and just dance, trying to dance the entire time, sort of for exercise as well, mm-hmm. but just for the fun of pretending that I'm at a show. Uh, there's a really good Franz Ferdinand show from their first album at the Brixton Academy in London. That is a very good dance party live concert. I love Franz Ferdinand. They're one of my favorite bands. Love them. Yeah, me too. They're so good. Um, And then I guess my last question is, is there anything else you would like to add that I may have forgotten? I don't think so. I think think you were very thorough. Thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, It was really nice talking to you and it was nice meeting you. Likewise. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you for taking the time out. And... um, Love the music and uh, thank you. Uh, good luck on the new album and everything. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Have a good day. You too. I like to thank. My guest, Keith Murray, and his band, We Are Scientists, for taking the time out and chatting with me. Thanks for listening to my first two episodes. Let me know who you want me to interview in the future, who do you want to hear, sound off in my voice messages, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll be the first to know when more episodes drop. Once again, I'm Brittany, and this has been the Reclusive Blogger Interviews.